The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're going to be talking about who is Pinky Harmon and why is she running for Los Angeles mayor. Pinky Harmon is the most colorful, literally, candidate running for L.A. mayor. Um, I was first introduced to her, I mean, not personally, I haven't actually physically met her in person, but I saw a KTLA television feature on her and I thought, wow, this woman has chutzpah. <laughs> she is not your typical candidate. And in a time of our country and even our, our city, Los Angeles, when everything is so super serious and, and malicious at times, and, um, you know, it's, it's great that we have someone who is bucking what the stereotype is, who you might think would be someone running for L.A. mayor. Now, this is not an endorsement to today's show, but it is a chance for you to get to know this candidate. She is, of course, an underdog. There are 12 candidates uh, running for mayor of L.A., um, trying to unseat Mayor Eric Garcetti. And, um, but, but definitely, Diane Pinky Harmon is the most colorful of all. So we're going to, I already told her, you know, this being Dr. Carol's couch and all, that we're going to be starting from the time she was born, and we're going to be trying to figure out what brought this cute little girl all the way to becoming uh, a candidate for L.A. mayor. So welcome to the show, Pinky. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, okay, why don't we, before we get into, I mean, we're going to be talking about her platform, of course, um, what, how she thinks L.A. should be changed, what she would be doing differently. You know, one of the key things I like about her platform is uh, her questioning whether L.A. should be a sanctuary city. But we'll get to all that. Now let's first get to who is Pinky Harmon. So why don't you take us, take us to the beginning? Okay, I was born at Cedar sinai Hospital in Los Angeles. I remember as a child, I was always outgoing. I always used to say, Mom and Dad, it's showtime. Uh And I used to be in the living room and just either sang, danced, or did something. Uh, My parents, my father was an optometrist, and my mother was a teacher, L.A. Unified. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I have a sister, Janet. She was also a teacher, retired, Los Angeles Unified School District. I loved my childhood growing up. I was always outgoing. I always was a listener and wanted to help my friends if they had any problems. I was uh, a educator for 32 years. Oh, wait, Angeles. before we jump to that, before we jump to that, where in L.A. did you grow up? I grew up at first in Baldwin Hills, and then my parents moved to Branchwood, California, near O.J. Simpson's old house. Uh-huh. And I went to Paul Revere Middle School and Palisades High School. In fact, this is an interesting story. In drama class, Lorna Luft was in my class, and she said, Diane, you'd be a great actress. I'll never forget that. Yeah. And and when you were in high school, um, what did you decide you wanted to be? Well, in high school, I wanted to be an actor, I've always loved that field, but I guess I followed in my parents' and my mother's footsteps and my sister's footsteps, so I became a teacher, mm-hmm. uh, which I enjoyed very much, uh, Carol. I had 32 wonderful years being a teacher, as I mentioned, at L.A. Unified. I have learned a lot through those years. I have experienced a lot. And did you, what, what did you teach? I taught uh, physical education. That was my first few years. Uh, then I decided it was too hot outside, so I changed, my, uh, ma- I changed my degree to English, and I taught English, and English is a second language. Uh-huh. So, yes, let's talk about your degrees. What was your, what was your BA in? My BA was in a Bachelor's of Arts in Education. Uh, it took four years to obtain that degree. And then I went on for my fifth year to be a teacher. So that was, in, that was in, um, in Cal State Northridge? Was the BA in Cal State Northridge? Yes, the BA was in Cal State Northridge. And then... My parents had a second home in Wrightwood, California, so I transferred to Cal State San Bernardino where I received my teaching credential. Mm-hmm. And I remember and- staying in the dorm there, and I loved it because I always wanted to talk to people, see what they were all about, so I was very happy to live in the dorm. And what about, and then you went to Pepperdine? Yes, I have a master's in psychology from Pepperdine University. I received my degree in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do that. In fact, I concentrated on senior citizens where I went through their death with them. Who was going to be there? What was it going to be like? So I concentrated on the elderly. You wait a minute. I don't know if I heard you correctly. You went through their death. Through the what? What did you say? You went through what with them? Oh, their death. You know when they were going to die. Yes, that's what oh. I thought you were going to say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, we went through 
who was going to be at the funeral, uh, what was it going to be like, who would you invite, and you know it made the person feel much calmer, and they mm-hmm. enjoyed talking about it, a lot of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, for closure, uh, they could write a letter to their uh, uh, to someone in their family that meant a lot to them and, and told them how much they loved them. Because, you know, nowadays, we don't have time for that. People are too busy working, uh, working two jobs just to be in the middle class. So it's very difficult. A lot of children were, our latchkey children, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, there we, I feel, Carol, we don't have middle class anymore. It's either rich or poor. To Mm -hmm. be middle class, you have to work two and three jobs. It's very Mm -hmm. difficult. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay, so as you were getting all your degrees, and then even when you went into teaching, um, when did you, you did actually at some point start acting and dancing. Um, Yeah, listen, folks, when this, after, after you listen to the, uh, the end of this show, you have to look at, unless, unless you can, you can, well, wait until we're done, but you have to look at KTLA and, and Pinky Harmon, and um, you have to watch this feature on her because she has made a video to help with her campaign, and, um, and she's in there with her tights and dancing and, I mean, her pink attire, her rap videos, her leotard dancing, I mean, you know, in case you're wondering why I'm saying she's the most colorful candidate for mayor, you will, you will see her in her glory. Um, so at some point, either in your education or after you became a teacher, you did start doing acting and dancing, right? Yes. You know, Carol, when I retired from the L.A. Unified School District, I believe it was 2011, I decided to start acting. I put my name in on L.A. Casting, Actors Access. Uh, I did a lot of shows. I, I enjoyed it so much. In fact, you know how I got the name Pinky? Tell us. I was on Queen Latifah twice. Everyone knows Queen Latifah, right? Yeah. I always wore pink. So she wore pink. That the last show was Wrap It Up All Stars. She wore pink, and she said, "Diane, I think your rap name should be Pinky." <laughs> so that's where I got Pinky. And on the ballot, it's Diane quote Pinky Harmon. <laughs> well, that's perfect. And what were you on Queen Latifah for? It was a game show. It was called Wrap It Up All Stars. I first started Wrap It Up. Uh, teacher's edition, and the crowd went wild. Because, you know, in between, um, they have things to do and they're not filming. Well, I would get up and I would start hip-hop dancing. And everyone would go, wow, look at her. They were so excited. Then I, I, for, so first I did the teacher's edition, and we would, uh, I think it was, the answer was hall pass, uh, I was about teaching, and I didn't know it. I was stunned because I was interested in dancing, and I guess I really wasn't listening to the rap thing at the end. <laughs> and everyone loved me, and they she had her microphone around the room, and they said, Hall pass.
pass. And I said, whole pass. I'm retired 32 years. I didn't remember. So (laughs) they really liked me. And then they asked me, could you be on the Wrap It Up All-Stars? I said, absolutely. And I was so surprised. She wore pink, hot pink, and I wore pink. (laughs) It was wonderful. I absolutely love Queen Latifah. I got a standing ovation. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun, and, and, um, and you know, it goes along with what I was saying about you having a lot of chutzpah, because, yeah. um, you know, I mean, you really, so, okay, so let's, well, before we get to the mayor, uh, mayoral race, um, so did, along your way, did you ever get married? Yes, I was married and divorced, and uh, I am presently married to my wonderful husband, unfortunately, uh, he has primary progressive multiple sclerosis. Oh, dear. So uh, it's been difficult. He can move around, Carol, with his walker still, which is good. But we have a hospital bed for him. But I want you to know he's such a positive person. Uh-huh. Always positive. Uh, I know that's unrealistic. He has to be negative or upset sometime. Well, well, with you nice around thing. cheering him up, I could see why he's positive. Yeah, he does. Um, oh, Pinky, you I children? love you. Thank you, Pinky. You're the <laughs> best Pinky. So that makes me feel uh, good. Yes. Do you have any children? I have a child. Uh, I, she was born in 1982. She doesn't live in Los Angeles anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, so basically now it's just my husband and myself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And do you have anyone helping you on your campaign? You know, I'm fortunate, Carol. I don't have a lot of money. I'm a retired teacher, and my husband has his disability insurance, but that's all we have. And I am proud to say I have been running my campaign on friends. Friends have been helping me. So I know Eric has, what, two, three million on his campaign, <laughs> but I have friends. You know that Vote for Pinky song? I wanted to do it because I wanted to get the young voters involved. My friend wrote that. We wow. went over the lyrics, but my friend wrote that. Uh, I have a campaign manager who is helping me, a very nice man. He saw what my platform was, and he said he wanted to help me. So I'd say I have at least three supporters, or I have a lot of supporters. What I meant is I have three people helping me, and Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for that. That means the world to me, that friends will help. Can I do this for you? Can I sent out flyers, can I, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of person I am because people like me because they know I will be there for them. I will mm-hmm. be their voice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I read that about you, that you're using your retirement money for, to fund your campaign. Yes. And I must say that did um, make me worry about you a little bit because, because, I mean, you know that you and the other 11 people, you know, running against, or I guess 10 people, 12 altogether, I don't know, whatever, 11 or 12 other people besides Garcetti. Um, Obviously, that's a big field, (laughs) 
And so right. the chances, and even though you are definitely the most colorful and we'll get to your platform and so on, which has a lot of good things on it, the chances of beating the incumbent, incumbent Garcetti, is, are not great. And so have you, do you have a plan B? What are you going to do if you use up all your retirement money and on the campaign and you don't win? Well, I feel confident, Carol. I may, you know, I'm a positive person. I feel confident that I will win against Eric. But on the chance I won't, I can always go back to my acting. But, you know, even if I don't win, I see so many problems facing Los Angeles. I want to get involved and do what I can do, even if I didn't make it, which I'm hoping I will. Yes, and let me just say, the election, uh, the primary election is March 7th, and then um, the, the uh, complete election, the, the, what do you call it, the official election, or, um, right. is May 7th. I just want people to, March 7th and May 7th, so to get out the vote. Right, um, I know May, I think, but March 7th, there could be a winner for the mayoral candidacy, but if there isn't, and there's maybe 50% each, one person has 50% of the votes and the other 50, then there'd be a runoff in May. Now, let me ask you something. You have been getting a lot of attention in your running yes. uh, because of being the most colorful and the most outrageous. And, and <laughs> Outrageous in terms, I don't mean as far as your platform and what you're saying. A lot of that makes total sense. Um, but I mean as far as you putting yourself out there and, and dancing and rapping and all that kind of stuff. So you presumably have gotten Mayor Garcetti's attention. Have you? Oh, I think I got his attention, yes. In fact, I have a feeling that he's looking at my social media pages. <laughs> I just get that feeling. <laughs> well, you know, I'm probably going to have to invite him to be on the show. I am going to invite him because, you know, you're supposed to do that uh, equal, um, equal access kind of thing. I understand. That would um, be fine. I understand. But, but what I was thinking of, and we, we're going to have to take a break now, but what I was thinking of was it would be really cool if, and if you, if you don't win, and I certainly agree that, you know, I believe in... Uh, putting it out there, being optimistic, you know, putting it out into the universe to manifest what you want, okay. uh, like the secret and, and um, Abraham and all of that. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, I would think that if, if you don't win, that it would be a great idea for him to contact you and get you to be uh, a ch- on, in some capacity, work in some capacity for, you know, one or more of the things that you feel strongly about. But we need to take a break right now. My guest is Diane Pinky Harmon. We're talking about the mayoral election for L.A. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? 
Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about who is Pinky Harmon and why in the world is she running for L.A. mayor? And we're, we're hearing that right now. And, you know, Pinky, um, I don't know how you would, I'll leave it actually up to you to describe yourself, to describe what you look like and what you, how you are in these, uh, in these rap and dance, you know, routines. I don't want to take the chance of saying anything that would, uh, that would offend you. Okay. Um, but then I want to ask you, I mean, it's kind of the same question. I want to ask you because you don't, you know, you're not like, um, an uptight, <laughs> buttoned-up, um, suited, you know, uh, kind of kind, typical kind of person who one would imagine running for mayor. I, I want to ask you, you know, you really, be, I mean, being out there in tights and, and these um, aerobic kind of or dance kind of costumes and all of that and being 65 years old and, you know, and, and all of it, um, do you, you, you certainly put yourself at risk of, being being made fun of or scorned or have you got, tell us what you look like first and then and then did have you gotten any um uh pushback okay well uh, carol i'm about 52 i have blonde hair uh but it isn't my real color my <laughs> real color is black but I always thought blonde had more fun, right. so I so I I color it blonde. Uh, I've recently lost forty pounds, thirty five pounds, so I feel a lot better. And in terms of going out there with the tights and the leotards, I've done many um, with videos. I did a catch a video, uh, Little John, and. Every time I did that, the director looked at the younger people on set and said, I want you to have the energy that Diane Harmon has. They didn't call me Pinky then. Uh, I have a lot of energy, and people can't figure it out. It's like people who are 25 dance better than we do. Mm -hmm. And I haven't gotten any backlash about my dancing uh there's two sides of me carol i'm i'm a hip-hop dancer i'm a rapper i'm an, a, a you know i do off book uh, television shows but also i'm a very serious person i get things done so there's two sides of me 
But you know what I do, for an example, I'm in the car, but as long as you don't tell my husband this, what I do is, because he says don't do it like that, when yeah. I get to a stop sign, I blast Michael Jackson and I start dancing. And people <laughs> video me, it doesn't matter if they're... Teenagers, I've had senior citizens video me. I think they appreciate that a senior citizen can get out there and do things. Even though I'm 65, I feel 28, and I think that's great. Well, you are an amazing role model. Um, You know, there is such a... Uh, like stereotype to what a 65-year-old should look like or should act like. And it is fabulous that you are out there doing, you know, yes, just like the 20-year-olds doing, or if if not more energetic, um, doing your thing. And, And okay, but what about that part of it? Not just what you look like, but what about that part of it that, you know, like from these 12 or so people who are running for, for mayor, aren't, you know, I, I saw, for example, there was an article about um, a meeting this past week, uh, which Mayor Garcetti didn't attend, right? right. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, um, yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> And, um, and so people were sitting at a table, and, and I mean, you did look more uh, mayoral, mayor, mayoral, I guess, uh, then, but like people who have seen the KTLA or people who have seen your videos or, you know, do you get people saying, oh, how could she be a serious mayor if she's going to dance, be dancing in pink tights? Well, I guess there's always some people out there but if they come to my websites, they know that I'm a serious candidate. They know I mean business. They know I will get things done. I think they know both sides of me from my social media. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about that. Okay. Well, let's start talking about your platform. One of the, one of the things, um, well, I love, you know, you say make Los Angeles great again. <laughs> yes. Such a um, novel thing. <laughs> One, um, what did you say? I said that's such a novel, it's such an unusual saying. Right, right. <laughs> Make Los Angeles great again. I think uh, Casey Montoya from Channel 5 referenced that. <laughs> well, it worked. It worked for him, so. <laughs> right. Um, so, all right, let's talk about, I mean, the thing, one of the things that I feel strongly about Uh, and I saw that that was one of your big things, is um, not that L.A. shouldn't be a sanctuary city. So tell us about that. Okay, I feel Los Angeles should not be a sanctuary city, but what I'm talking about is I am going to follow the law. I've always been a law-abiding citizen. If the federal government says A, B, C, I'm going to follow it. I'm not going to go against what the law is. I never have, and I never will. Mm-hmm. And that's why if the law is no sanctuary cities, no sanctuary cities. I feel very strongly that people, and you've heard this, people who are criminals and are illegal, uh, what's happening now is they'll catch them and release, catch and release. And they do, you know, they could do murder, uh, drugs. So I feel Los Angeles needs more enforcement. I know Eric Garcetti said the crime rate is down or he won't publicize it. But no, the crime rate is up. 
in Los Angeles, and I, that we have to address that. That's well, one now, of the issues, the crime uh, rate. Um, you know, one of the things that concerns me about the, it being uh, considered a sanctuary city is that certainly President Trump is serious about uh, withholding federal funds from cities that are going against the law, basically, right. like you were saying. Right. And I think that he is certainly in his right to do that. Um, and so what, what bothers me about this whole thing is that if, if federal funds are withheld from Los Angeles or California, then we're not going to be getting, you know, all the things that these federal funds we're going to pay for, things with the schools and things with uh, infrastructure and all of that, the money isn't going to come from the federal government. So where is the money going to come from? L.A. is going to start taxing its, its citizens more than we're exactly. already taxed. And I know uh, Mayor Garcetti said, oh, don't worry about it. Trump is, President Trump is not going to do it. I guarantee you he's going to take away $500 million, if that's the law, and Los Angeles can't afford any more taxes, Carol. Especially with dimension, there's no middle class anymore. You can't tax, 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 tax. We, I think we're taxed out, and we have nothing basically to show for it. We cannot be without the $500 million. We absolutely can't. And I will abide by the law. And if there's federal law says that this is what you're supposed to do, I am going to do that. And I think everyone should do that to follow the law. Otherwise, there'd be chaos here. Right. Well, and I don't know how um, anyone could say that he's not going to do it. I mean, he's been following through with all of the things that he's, I mean, well, not, he didn't get to all of them yet, but he, he is going one by one. He's done so much in, in just so little time, and he is, you know, sticking to what he said he was going to do in his campaign, which is kind of a unique kind of thing. And right. um, so I don't know how anyone could question that he means it. Oh, no, he means that Los Angeles, I feel, in my opinion, he feels strongly it will be a sanctuary city. I think he really believes that. I mean, I can't get into Eric Garcetti's head. No, no, no. no I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how, um, certainly, what I mean is certainly President Trump means it, that he is going to withhold the money from absolutely. any city that, you know, claims that they're a sanctuary city. Mm-hmm. I feel 100% that President Trump will do that. I think Eric is, un- I don't know, maybe he thinks that Trump is bluffing, or I don't know what it is. But Los Angeles cannot be without that $500 million. That's a lot of money, a yes, lot and of money. And we As are he- already taxed way, we're taxed up the kazoo and, and way too much. And I couldn't, what do you think about, I could not believe that in this past election, that Los Angeles citizens voted for so many additional taxes. What do you think about that? You know, I think we're like robots, uh, Carol. We always vote for, oh, the bond looks good. Okay, we'll vote for that. Education, oh, another ta- Okay, we'll do that. I think the people in Los Angeles, it's just like, uh, it's just like something they do every year. It's like a nat. It's like a they do it. It's it's an in, not an instinct, but you know what I'm saying. It's just like a robot. 
Oh, yes. we need we need home we need money for the homeless. Check, I'll do that, Bob. We need this. Okay, I'll check that. But they don't realize we are not succeeding. I mean, there's forty seven thousand homeless people and climbing. We have a lot of issues in Los Angeles, and we cannot tax, and especially the middle class. As I mentioned, we don't have middle class. By the time you pay your car, your car insurance, your mortgage, your apartment, there's no money left. Yes. It's terrible. I mean, I'm having trouble because, you know, my husband has primary progressive MS, and I can't afford to give him a full-time caregiver. I can't do it. And a lot of people, like the senior citizens, I've talked to them, as you get older, you get less money when you retire. Yet we have to pay for Medicare. We, we don't have enough to pay for uh, uh, caregivers. It's really bad, and it's getting worse. It's getting much worse. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um. Let's see. Well, one of the things that you, t- you want to cu- cut waste spending, and one of the ways that you were thinking of doing that was selling the mayor's mansion. <laughs> what well, do you, you know, oh, I think I, I do want to cut down on spending. Uh, I'm going to, when I'm mayor, because I'm going to be positive, mm-hmm. I am going to go into City Hall. There are a lot of pay-for-play people down there. I'm going to get rid of them. Uh, it, it's very bad. It, it, what do you it, mean? What, what do you mean pay for play? Well, in other words, let's say uh, somebody ne- needs to build a house or something. Oh, we'll give that person the contract because uh-huh. I'll get a kickback. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yes, this is yes. what I feel is going on. Also, there's a lot of waste. I'm going to look through the budget because... Travel expense is one thing, as I mentioned before. If you travel for Los Angeles, it better be for Los Angeles. You can't go somewhere for five minutes, talk about Los Angeles, <laughs> and have a trip on the people of Los Angeles yes. for the rest of the time. There's a lot of waste going on. And what I mentioned, there's a lot of real estate that we own in Los Angeles, we could sell it. I'm not sure what we could sell, how we could do it, but we have to think about other things than taxing people, as you mentioned, up the gazoo. Now, in terms of the mayor's house, I talked to her, you know, in the interview, but I don't think she finished my thought. I said, if Los Angeles needed the money, and it was imperative, and the only way we could get it was to sell the mayor's house. Oh. I would do that in a heartbeat. I, I grew up in Brentwood. I grew up rich. I know what that is. It doesn't faze me. The main thing is to have a voice for the people in Los Angeles. They're very important to me, and the reason I'm running, Carol, is I told my husband, I don't understand, I can't see Los Angeles, I don't know what happened to it. Our infrastructure, our pipes are 90 years old, and as you can see, they're breaking every day. We have streets with potholes you could bury a car in. Businesses, Carol, are going to want to go elsewhere. We won't have the jobs. We have not enough jobs now. We have to do something about it, and that's why I want to run. I want to get things done. 
Well, you certainly seem like somebody who would who would make these things happen. Um, yes. What uh, do you have a particular uh, group of people who are behind you? Like, are there people who uh, who are particularly attracted to the kinds of things that you want to do? Like a particular oh. age group or a particular I don't know people in different. I hear what you're saying, Carol. I think it goes the gambit. I think people are, the younger people are interested because they know, also me being a retired teacher in middle school, that I hear them and I understand what they're saying. I think older people, they know my opinion about senior citizens. I can't make it. I mean, if it weren't for a little inheritance that my father gave me, I couldn't afford to have a house. I think everyone is supporting me. It's like on the on my social media, we're there with you, Pinky. We understand what you're saying. I do a lot of live stream on the oh, Facebook uh-huh. page. And they, they feel the taxes. They feel our infrastructure. Their tires get blown out with the with the pipe holes, with the, uh, with the, and they understand. I think the reason why I have so many people interested in what I have to say is I am just a human being like they are. I see the problems that are in Los Angeles. They see the same problems, and they want them resolved. And they mm-hmm. know I am the person to resolve those problems. So I feel happy. I'd say everyone in Los Angeles, I don't know, but I, I can't say everyone is my supporter, but I have a lot of supporters through social media, through people. I walked the other day. I went to uh, Spectrum, you know, Time Warner. The guy said, oh, you're pinky. And I said, yes, I'm running for mayor. You know what he said? I'm voting for you. Oh, because that's great. all the candidates... I don't want to say boring, but they're all, you know, straight lace political candidates. And he said he loved the Vote for Pinky song because I brought it down so, even, you know, even the youngest person can understand the uh-huh. issues we're facing. So mm-hmm. that was that what made me feel happy. Well, we need to take a break at this point, but we will come back and talk about more of the issues and how uh, you would like to solve them. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. My guest is Pinky Harmon. She's running for mayor in Los Angeles. Uh, Stay tuned. We have more Pinky coming up. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. 
And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. With me is Diane Pinky Harmon. We're talking today about who is Pinky Harmon and why in the world is she running for L.A. mayor? And you've begun hearing about her passion and why she's running for mayor. During the break, I was asking her um, about whether there were, were any other women running, and she said, no, she's the only woman. Now, certainly you can capitalize on that. I, you know, there's so much apathy in L.A., even though there are all these problems you know, that you want to address and that need to be addressed. But, I mean, and obviously I'm, I must be one of the people because I didn't even know that, uh, that you were the only woman. So I think you should really um, try to promote that with all this stuff these days, you know, Women's March and everything, woman this and woman that. You really need to promote that aspect of it for all the people who are under a rock like me who didn't know that. Well, you know, I am on... Uh, the Women's League of Voters, it's called uh, uh, Voters Edge, ABC, and mm-hmm. I am on that, and you can see everything that I stand for, and it's very good, but I, I'm a woman, but I don't want people to vote for me because I'm a woman. Uh-huh. I want people to vote for me because I am the right candidate for this job. I will be a good listener. I am an excellent communicator. And I'm Diane Pinky Harmon. Vote for me March 7th, 2017. <laughs> How's that, Carol? That sounds great. Unlike another woman who is, unlike another woman who is uh, trying to capitalize on the women's vote uh, in yes. a recent election. Remember um, that saying? If the women's rights and count me, deal me in. Yeah, no. It's got to be the best candidate for Los Angeles, and I'm the best candidate. And I will just say, before we go on, I know you mentioned Eric Garcetti did a lot of things. In my opinion, Carol, he didn't. And that's why people want to look elsewhere. Because I, my opinion, I can only be my opinion, uh, he doesn't follow through, in my opinion. When I went out to get the petition signed, they said to me, oh, are you going to run against Eric Garcetti? Give me that petition. I want to sign it I, to huh. get me on the ballot. So huh. I think that's what it is. I think there's people want to be heard. People want action. People want answers. And I will do that the first day I'm in office, and also the first day I'm going to, oh, I don't know if I can do it the first day, I'm firing Charlie Beck. He doesn't have the, uh, he doesn't back our police department. I'm sure you read about it. There was a lawsuit against uh, Charlie Beck. Uh, I think it had to do with the discipline. He had two officers 
that are involved and then one lay person. But the trouble is, Charlie Beck goes to the two people and says, vote this way, do it this way. And that's what they sued him because it was due process, the 14th Amendment. I don't know how mm. we got on that topic, but mm. continue. Okay. Um, now you, uh, what was it? Oh, I wanted to ask you, how many, how many signatures did you need to get on the petition in order to be able to run? Okay, I needed 500 signatures. Wow. However, 500 was never going to do it. They recommended 1,000 signatures, and that's what I got, 1,000 signatures. In fact, I was at the Essex office, uh, the election office likes me down there, and I said, oh, I really want to know if I made it or not. They were so sweet. They normally don't do that. They did it the same day, and they called me and said, Pinky, you're on the ballot. Oh, wow. That's exciting. So right. how, how long did it take you? How many days did it take you to get 1,000 signatures? Well, I thought it would be easy. It's mm. not easy. I mean, uh, I started going door to door, and then I went to the colleges. The colleges were the best place to go to. Mm. And then I did have some help uh, distributing the petition. So I did have some help. I couldn't do it all myself. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you if you took matching funds, you know, uh, in other words, you've had you raised so much money, and the taxpayers raised so much money. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz did that, the matching funds. So if you have, have matching funds, that means you have to have a thousand good signatures. So uh-huh. that's the difference, also. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, okay. Well, let me let me read What did you say? Oh, but I didn't want to take money from the taxpayers. I knew I wasn't a multimillionaire, but I didn't want to do that. And that's why I didn't take matching funds. Uh-huh. Well, let me um, read some of the platforms that um, Pinky uh, is passionate about. Okay. She wants to expand opportunities for the disabled, LGBT rights and equality, economy that works for everyone, Social Security and Medicare reform, Help for the Homeless, Debt-Free College for the First Two Years, Racial Justice, Education, Technology and Innovation, Anti-Hacking, Anti-Bullying, Aliso Canyon, Southern California, Porter Ranch, uh, and Infrastructure, Roads and Pipes, and so on. So we, we don't have that much time left, but just in a couple of minutes, because I want you to be able to give out your uh, website, social media, things that you want people to go to. So what... What would you like to comment on? Well, you know, I live in Porter Ranch Estates, and Aliso Canyon is right across from us. Uh, we didn't even know that there was a gas leak. We got a phone call, today's a good day to go out, today's a bad day to go out. Mm. We had to leave our house for seven months and be in a hotel. Wow. Uh, and I understand people are still getting sick here. I'm not physically sick, but I couldn't breathe here. Every time I came back to my house for a few minutes, I felt like I had to pass out. Uh, It's terrible. I went to the open hearing. I signed. uh, I had people uh, come to the meeting. I made phone calls. Uh, I feel that in our society, Carol, we shouldn't think money and greed first. It should be a person's health that is what's more important to me. I know the gas company likes money, but a person's health 
is more important. Yes, and, it is amazing that it's been going on for so long, and they still oh, don't yes. know the cause of That's why right. there was the leak. But so, they want to open it. That's where the hearing was. We don't even know what the cause is, mm-hmm. and they want to reopen it. Uh, we went to the meeting. We had the open hearing meeting, and I think they were up there. They were sitting there, but I don't think they were listening. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You can tell with that stone face. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. help. If I become, or I should say when I become mayor, I'm going to deal with the Aliso Canyon problem. Mm-hmm. They can't mm-hmm. treat the people in Porter Ranch and surrounding communities like that. People had nosebleeds. They couldn't breathe. It was awful. Children went to the L.A. Unified Schools up here. They were getting sick. People had a protest to have their child go to a different school. Eventually, L.A. Unified did do that. But it took protests to do that. Uh-huh. Why couldn't if they just did it? I think yeah. it all has to do with money. We have to care about each other more. We can't just do things because money, money, money. Yes. And that's what I want to say. Yes, absolutely. I know. That, that's really horrible that it's taking so long. Um, and, you know, when, the, when it gets to the point where you have... Um, evaluations, like one of the things I do is I'm, I'm an expert witness and I do um, like psychological evaluations of people in all different kinds of circumstances, including when there's been some kind of um, mass tragedy or mass event like the Aliso Canyon. And so when you start having doctors evaluating all the people who live there, the, uh, the illnesses are really going to start stacking up. I mean, I would venture to say I'll go out on a limb and say, because I believe even just the stress is affecting people's psychological and physical health, I will venture to say that this is a factor in your husband's um, condition, if not necessarily causing it. I, I, I don't know about that, but certainly worsening it. No, I feel that very strongly because... Uh, he is not... Well, primary progressive as you know... Your condition is still, it goes down anyway. But uh, to move out of the house quickly with a person in a hospital bed, no notice. I was at my girlfriend's having Thanksgiving, and they said, oh, you're still there? Don't you know about the Aliso Canyon? So Cal Gas didn't even have the decency to tell the people in Porter Ranch what was going on. I had to dress my husband, get him out. It was very difficult. And I just want to say... Listen, people, whoever is in charge of Aliso Canyon, and shut it down. At least shut it down until we know what caused it. Just don't reopen it. Yes. Okay, I want to make sure there's time. Give out some social, where do you want people to go for social media? Okay, my Twitter account is Pinky Number 4 Mayor. My blog, because I do blogs, I'm, I think the only candidate that is doing a blog, Harmon for Mayor 2017.com. Uh, my Facebook, my personal page is Diane Pinky Harmon, but my mayor's page is Harmon for Mayor, I believe it's 2017. Uh, I'm thinking, what other social media? Yes, I Harman, oh, I'm looking at it right here. Harmon yes. for Mayor. And it's four written out in the website, Harman, H-A-R-M-A-N, F-O-R, Mayor2017.com. Right, that's my blog. That's right. And my Instagram is Harman for Mayor. That's H-A-R-M-A-N. I know a lot of people want to say O-N, but it's A-N. 
and my Facebook is Harmon for Mayor. So I think that pretty well covers it. Now, you were saying during one of the breaks that you have about a million, if you add together all the people, the fans, the followers, friends, and so on, that you have about a million people. And I was asking you um, how many, how many, what, what, numbers come out for the mayoral election, and you weren't yeah, quite you know, sure, but that's a lot of people to have, a million Absolutely. people. Absolutely. My, my uh, campaign manager said, if it's just based on social media, <laughs> you've already won. <laughs> so, but I'm still doing other things, but I appreciate that. I have a lot of fans out there. I have a lot of people, not just fans, Carol. They want to change. They don't want to see Los Angeles the way it is. Uh, no disrespect to Eric Garcetti. They want people to follow through with what they're doing. They just want a change. And I feel strongly I'm that change. I will be your voice. And the last thing I'll say is, I guess, united, we can make a difference. And absolutely. And again, I have to say that this isn't an endorsement, but you can judge yourself from what you've been hearing. I think you have a good sense now of who Pinky Harmon is. And um, you can, and I also want to recommend to my listeners that you go to these different websites and Twitter and so on and check her out further. And please check out that KTLA feature. That is a riot. And again, someone who would be putting themselves out there like that deserves uh, certainly, uh, you know, I, I guess it's between you and Maya Garcetti, right? Because no one even knows the names of the other people who are running, pretty much. I mean, they all kind of blend together. Yes, I, I think, and I don't know for sure because I don't know what the other candidates have done, but I really feel strongly it's between Mayor Garcetti, a person, in my opinion, who doesn't follow through, who says he does things but doesn't, and Diane Pinky Harmon, who will make Los Angeles great again. <laughs> okay. Oh, and that what perfect timing, perfect timing. Well, thank you so much, Diane Pinky Harmon. I wish you the best of luck. And, thank, and at the very least, at the very least, you, uh, Mayor Garcetti, if he continues to become, to be mayor, he at least has to put you in some very, very, very important position. <laughs> well, that means a lot to me that you have the trust that I can do a great job. And thank you so much for having me today. And I have to say this at the end. I tell everyone, have a pink, positive day. Thank you. You too. And thank you all for listening. (laughs) May you all have a pink, positive day. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.